detained! Is this not why you are here? We're live. All right. We are back. This is Prime Minds. You all know who it is. We are streaming live on YouTube. And you are with, there's four of us today. Um, Bunzaga by the dip Vita G. And of course, this is your boy King Dev. Unfortunately, uh, our fifth, the fifth member of our boy band, Z Mackin, is not here. He's off in the woods tripping somewhere on a backpack adventure. So we wish him the best. And he'll be back with us next Saturday. Uh, today, I know all of y'all know, we have the one and only Johnny Casamassina joining us. But we'll get to him in a second. Um, guys, we talk about what's going on. We talk about real life. And there's blood in these streets, right? I'm not talking about Messina right now. I'm not talking about Champions Ascension. I'm talking about IRL, blood in these streets. If you're listening to this show right now, obviously... You're probably into NFTs. Definitely had to get into crypto to get into NFTs. And we're all looking at it. We're all feeling it. Um, we all bring kind of different perspectives, different um, expertise to the space. I'm a little bit of a crypto investor. I don't know exactly what's going on with uh, crypto market as a whole, the economy, the stock market, all the above. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Anyway. Boys, how you guys feeling? You know that there's a big dip in the market, but how you feeling today, the Saturday morning, and on, on this podcast? Hey, this is uh, by the dip. I'm still bullish, man. Um, yeah, we are in a crypto bear market. We're in a bear market overall, but um, as we know, and we'll probably get into this later, as the Fed raises rates up, people are going to uh, try to secure that bag, man. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I think this is going to last a little longer than we think. We'll get into a little bit. Uh, Vita, what's going on with you? Hey, good morning. This is Vita G. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's been a long week, just in general. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a little bit mentally fogged from work, but I am, you know, this is a, this, this podcast is a shining ray of sunshine in my week. I'm happy to be here. Um, this dip in the crypto markets has been a little soul crushing for me, um, to be quite honest. Um, nobody likes to see their assets uh, plunge so fast, so quick. Um, so I'm kind of just holding on right now and, uh, you know, trying to think of, you know, what strategies to employ to, to best hold on. But um, right. it's been scary, man. It is. It is, man. A crypto's like stock market has steroids, man. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, Bonzaga, how you feeling today? Hey, good morning. Uh, feeling great. Honestly, I haven't really been paying attention to all of the uh, the drama going on. Been keeping my head down, <clears throat> working on a new game with uh, LT. He's a fellow guild member from the Prime City Syndicate. It's like a card game, so I've just been busting my ass on that. And I've seen some people chat about, you know, some of the the dip going on, but. It's not my space, so feeling great. <laughs> right, right. I feel you. Shout out to LT, Prime Syndicate, uh, the whole CA community, Champions Ascension community, a lot of creative people. And we're just getting together, making some games, making things happen, right? And that's why this podcast is coming to, to all of you right now. 
Um, but yeah, a little bit about, about the market, man. The market as a whole dip got into it a little bit. Every time uh, the Fed announces an interest rate hike, it looks like the whole stock market takes a dip. Um, of course, crypto is its own thing, but it's technology. It's, it's, you know, people put their money in there to watch it grow. And if folks are afraid, they're going to take it out. They're going to put it somewhere else. Um, dip, you got a little bit of perspective on it, on some of that. And I know your name is By the Dip. And we're in a big dip right now, but you still got to be wise, man. A little perspective on what's going on here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, be very careful. Um, me, honestly, and this is my honest opinion. This is not financial advice. I am cash heavy just because all crypto does follow technology. So if you watch the SP 500, uh, SP 500's needed a correction for a long time ever since uh, going into 2020. It did have a little crash going in 2020, then it went all the way up to, I want to say 460, almost to 490, right? So there was definitely a correction needed. And there's, and this is just a small correction, I believe. Uh, I believe it's going to go down at 340. That's just me. Um, but What are you talking so, about, ETH? Uh, I'm talking about uh, SPY. And once that goes down, all technology follows it. Right. All crypto follows technology. NFTs follow crypto. So it's all in line together. Um, I would always watch because I think the, the, the Fed's going to do like at least two or three more hikes this year. So really just be watchful because every time they do that, it's just consistency, guys. Human behavior. People want to liquidate. People, you know, want to uh, be cash heavy. So uh, just be careful out there. Follow the news on the Fed, you know. Uh, listen to what they're doing um, and the rumors of what they're doing it. They're, you know, they're saying 50, 50 BPS hike rate, but then this time they did like a 0.75 and they're thinking of doing a 0.75 indefinitely. So just, just um, look out for stuff like that. Some, some more of those announcements coming and uh, if people want to move their money going, they're going to move it and, and things might still take a dip. Um, and I think that's why it's important to get into projects you believe in, get into techno the technology of a project, not just the hype, right? Because the mass hysteria, if there's all hype, it works both ways. Hype will make mm -hmm. it go to the moon and mass hysteria will make that shit just, just rug, right. right? So you got to be, you got to be confident in the technology, confident in the project. And I think that's why we're here in CA. Yes, sir. Um, um, there was a quote. There is a quote from Zero Cool too, and I think I think along those same lines. Zero uh, put in the, in the Discord. He said, and I quote: "We're still here. We're still building. The key is to keep building in this market." I love that he said that. I mean, even if it takes a dip, like Bonzaga just said, he's not even looking at that for the most part. Honestly, I'm not neither. I mean, just a little bit of words of wisdom is. In me, I'm not a professional investor or anything, so I'm not putting anything in, and not even I'm not even putting anything into CA that I can't afford to lose, right? Um, and I think that's just the key to this. Like, it's either way, no matter what you do, it's a risk. Even if you are into the tech stocks, Fang, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, you're taking a loss, right? And everybody thought that that was just the golden stocks to be in. Um, you can't can't really invest in anything you can't afford to lose. That's just a key to life moving forward. But guys, without further ado, we have a special guest, and I think we can dive into this, into everything a little bit with Johnny Casamusina. Uh, we're going to bring him up right now, and I know he's what everybody's been waiting for, so can't wait to vibe with him. Johnny Bringing up Johnny Casamusina. What's up, Prime Minds? What's happening, guys? 
What's up, Johnny? Johnny? What's, What's up, Johnny? The man, the myth, the legend. Hey, I'm sorry to start this show off in such a, a bleak tone, man, but you know what's going on out here. It's not a secret, right? Yeah, no, no worries. Chime in, man. How are you feeling about this market um, overall? And are, are you, like, I'm sure that you're, you're, you're the leader of a game that's on the Web3, and I'm sure you're into crypto, but give us a little bit of perspective to start out. What are you thinking about the market and uh, crypto in general? Yeah, no, just just listening to you guys kind of, you know, in the waiting room, waiting, waiting to come up, like, you know, you guys have very astute kind of um, uh, assumptions, in, 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 at least in my opinion. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, they're... Sure, NFTs, crypto, you know, the markets themselves, you know, they're all facing some some rough, rough times right now. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I'll say this, like making games 20 years, we're, we're going, we're, we're heading into the summer. And for me, at least for me, uh, you know, summer is about three things. It's barbecues, surfing, or your uh, recommended water sport or outside activity. <laughs> And and for those of us in game development, the, the summer means really one thing and always has for a long time, and that's and that's build build phase. You know, summer has always been our, our biggest build phase with because we're trying to get things you know, traditionally going back years ago, we were trying to get things ready for the holiday season, right? But at the end of the day, a lot of people, you know, they're active in the summer too, so they don't have as much time, right, to to, to worry about this or that. It's a good time of the year. So for for, for those of us in, in games. You know, this is where we can really get our get our get our he heavy loads in, our heavy work in, and really really go to town and and build the products. And you know, you guys have said it before, before I even jumped on. That's that's the plan. You know, we're going to be building, 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 and and we're always going to be building. So, um, yeah. that that's going to be the key for us to to come out of this. For for any projects, really, I think is 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 going to be the utility side and, and the functional side of like what do you, what are you actually getting? Like, yeah, you, you have collectibles, but for us. You know, it's going to be more than that, right? That's that. This project is about more than just a PFP. Yeah, yeah. We love the project. That's why we're here. And you said so. You said yourself just now. You've been in gaming for twenty years. Um, well, take us through that process, right? We, we, we talked Ice Toad a couple weeks ago, and and he had a wonderful journey to, to Champions Ascension. Uh, take us through your gaming process. What made you want to get into games in the first place? Uh, what games have you worked on? And and, and you know what? What takeaways do you have that? helped you come up with with this game here yeah man it's it's been a long it's been a long journey um for sure uh yeah i mean i came out you know i i kind of fell into games i, I played games my whole life i grew up gaming you know i grew up in the 80s uh, i grew up you know really with an atari and a television r remote in my hands on a really tiny uh television you know, that escalated into the Nintendo and Genesis and PC games. And gaming has always been a, a massive part of my life, as you guys have heard many times from everybody else. But for me, it was, yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, like I love playing the games, but I, I would, I always was really interested in, like, what defined, you know, it being a fun experience. You know, like, you know, as a, as a kid, right, you would always hear one or two things. That game is awesome. Or that game fucking sucks. You know, that, 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 that was the review, right? Yep. <laughs> so, 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 like, for me, I was always, like, you know, I started, even at a young age, kind of, like, thinking, like, but, but, but what, makes, what makes this game awesome? You know, what makes this game suck? 
you know, and that really started kind of the information um, collection on, on, you know, that, that would go into my career. When I came out to California, you know, roughly 20, 25 years ago, I was out here to kind of be in entertainment business. I was, you know, kind of doing comedy. I was doing stand-up and sketch comedy in Hollywood, on Hollywood wow. Boulevard. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's a tough racket. I don't know if anybody, you know, listening in, like, has ever tried that. That's, you know, you, you come out, you try to do your best. You know, you get out there. Some nights you do great. Other nights you, you bomb, what's called bomb. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but one thing you're not doing is you're not making any money. I can tell you that, <laughs> at least early on. So, you know, at some point, I had to make money uh, and uh, got into, you know, again, as a gamer my whole life, I'm like, hey, you know, all the, all the gaming companies are out here, uh, at least at that time. And uh, I really started on the ground floor of the business, man. I, I applied to be a game tester. My first job was actually at Activision uh, in, in what they call the dungeon, which is kind of their, their, the, 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 the beloved term used to, to, de- to describe the QA floor. Activision in Santa Monica, the original Activision headquarters. Uh, and I was a night shift game tester, meaning my shift would start like around 1 a.m. and end around, you know, 8, 9 a.m. in the morning. And the first game I ever tested was uh, was the classic uh, True Crime Streets of L.A. <laughs> oh, I love that game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I actually specialized in... Uh, in uh, in what they call speed playthroughs, because at that time, uh, you know, you had to actually generate a save file for the rest of the testers to test various bugs that were happening throughout all phases of the game that the developers were fixing. So, you know, I got I got it down to a science where I could basically beat that game and produce the the full save file for every, all the other testers on the floor within two hours. So basically, before you know break or lunch, everybody on the test floor would have their their save file. Uh, and I parlayed that in the years over, you know, various, you know, testing roles. I really worked my way up. I've, I've kind of done everything from there, um, right into, uh, you know, some, some low line scripting and programming art, um, design, production, project management. I own my own company for a while, uh, called virtual prophecy entertainment, which we specialized in, in, in casual PC downloadable titles, um, you know, and then and then came back out here to to California about twelve years ago, and and really started in in free to play. And the rest has been history. I came to Jam City six years ago, uh, really with a mission to kind of um, uh, elevate uh, the creative process at that company. Um, and it's been a great ride. And the current project uh, is Champions Ascension, and and probably one of the things I'm most proud about. Uh, and most excited to be a part of in 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 that entire twenty years of, of gaming. I, I can't think of anything I've actually been more excited to to be a part of than, than this project. Mm-hmm. And uh, other games that you worked on. Um, what some other games you worked on? Is there is there anything from those other games or takeaways that help you um, make Champions Ascension such a success? Why are you working on this current game here? Yeah, I think, you know, both the successes and failures, you know, of the past, right? Like, again, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate to kind of see the gaming business and game design evolve, you know, sometimes in a very positive direction, sometimes in a very negative direction over the years. Um, and I think, you know, in, in all honesty, there, there's really two things that have kind of, two specific things that have come along with that is, 
One is kind of the knowledge that, like, you know, regardless of whatever the, I don't want to use the term gimmick, but whatever the new kind of hook is, and in, in our case, right, it's a Web3 project, meaning it's, it's a play and earn project, NFTs are involved. You know, I think like at the core of that, that that new gimmick is it is it allows you guys to come in and be investors and partners in the project and, and earn from your engagement and your investment. But at the end of the day, like what needs to go along with that? And in, in every phase of the business, it's really been that you have it has to be a fun game. Eventually, guys, fun games are going to begin to dominate the Web3 space mm-hmm. because right. a, a game that is fun and you can earn is going to trump a game that you can earn and is, you know, going back to, to our, our reviews from, from 40 years ago, the game that just sucks to play. Um, you know, so, so, so that, I think that's first and foremost. And then, and then, and then secondly, and I, and I have to, I have to give a nod to some of my crew here. You know, I've been really fortunate over the years to work with like these just icons, legends uh, in the gaming business. You guys have talked to many of them, had them on your show. You've heard AMAs, you've seen them active in the Discord, guys like Ryder Ryan or Ice Toad and, and a lot of other, you know, amazing people like Chris Trammell, who was mentioned, who we just brought into the pro and, and, and several others. Like, you know, these are these are these are relationships that I've built um, over the years and have brought them along with me on this ride. Uh, and they're just as stoked as I am. And I think that's the other big, big part of being around for a while is you get to bring, you know, some really solid folks with you. Um, you oh, know, so you brought the dream sport. team, huh, Johnny? You got the dream team together for this one. That's, yeah, that's I mean, what it seems like to us. Yeah, I mean, this. I really, I really, I really can't understate. Like, you know, working with these guys on a daily basis and and just kind of bouncing ideas around. It is. Yeah, again, twenty years game development. I've been on projects, some projects that are a lot of fun, a lot of projects that just are. T- terrible you know like in terms of like just like it's a it's more of a job and i'm sure you guys know what i mean by that and in some case you've had everyone's had a job where they just had to get through it and then there's something you know different than that and this this at least in this project with this group of 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 people uh, and we keep adding to that group by the way i mean we just brought in some some more phenomenal you know just amazing amazing folks it's it's less of a job you know, it becomes really fun. It becomes that's this really what you want. The passion. The, yeah, the, the passion. Exactly. It's there. And, and, and the creative process, you know, and, and you guys are a part of that. So, I, again, I don't want to understate that. Like, you know, it, one thing that I, I can tell you about this group of developers that's very different than your mainstay. Uh, and, again, I don't want to – this is not to stereotype developers in the mainstay, but, but you know – Developers are a little bit of a closed loop type type of group often. You know, they don't want a lot of people up in their shit often. They don't want to really hear from anybody uh, and collaborate. But I think, you know, one thing, another thing that makes the group that I have is they're very collaborative and they're so excited to hear from you guys. And when you guys throw out ideas or things, like everybody is listening. Um, and that becomes part of our daily discussions. And, you know, there's 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 a lot of effort that's put into kind of, um, elevating that and, and and trying to take it seriously because it's it's this is your guys' game just as much as it's ours and that's what makes it a different kind of project for us. So it's amazing. Yeah, that and uh, from the words of a uh, zero cool, what he said, he says um, this could be the biggest game ever. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the dream, right? Is when you mm-hmm. you build you build a brand, you know, because I get I, there's a game, right? And I think like I've said this a couple times, like the the, the game is. 
is definitely first and foremost in our minds. It's it's where we come from, but we also have you know something special in the sense that like we're we're trying to build a brand as well. And I think when you have those two things, and then you also have you know some of the elements of the timing of this space, kind of just really in its infant stages. You have um, the reluctancy for a lot of other larger um, skilled development houses to kind of stick their feet into the water, so to speak, because they're you know afraid or they're not ready for it. Like the stars are kind of aligning for us in a way where you know it, it, it's one thing to make a hit, uh, it's one thing to make a successful product, it's one, it's another thing to make something that is timed right and it's even another thing to make something that resonates beyond the the core product which yeah this is a game an nft gaming project um but as i said a, a brand it, it's really hard to do all those things at once but if you can do all those things at once if the stars align yeah it can be it can be massive right and i think you know you guys you know, there's little there's little nuggets right like when you when we drop something like a game leak as an example you know ice toad loves dropping those leaks on you guys and you know ryan loves loves dropping our, our lore every week like when when you have people that are really stoked and at the ready to like read that stuff or or look at that stuff and speculate as you guys do like that's that little special something when you 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 know you you feel you feel it you have that I'm very confident that the team is going to be able to deliver a fantastic game. And we have big plans, as we've told you guys, we've shown you guys. We're going to show you a little bit more, maybe even today. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it can be it can be as big as 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 you can imagine. Um, and again, I think you guys and this show is an extension of that. Like, you know, there's a million games out there. You know, I don't think every single one of them has. You know really that potential though i think i think this one does right 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 we see it and just listening to you it sounds like you as well have a wide breadth of experience um i, I found out that ice toad had a wide experience as well in advertising and in writing uh, f- fiction writing um and then you with comedy things like that right doing just a a, a big uh you know big wide range of things and I'm I'm wondering. It seems like there's a lot of creativity there with everybody, and and then you have writer Ryan, who you know we looked him up, and, and he just has an amazing resume. Can't wait to dive into that with him. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of storytellers in the group. Uh, you know, a lot of great creative minds, and and we're wondering, and, and I think we heard a little bit about it that the lore has a lot to do with the development of the game. Um, but but really, talk a little bit about the lore and how how that you know, creates the game. And then how do all you work together? Like, and I know it's, it might be a little bit hard to explain, but that workflow between you, writer Ryan, Zero Cool, Ice Toad, and then all the creative and brilliant people on the team. Yeah, that, that's an awesome question. So I've made the statement before, and I'll, I'll try to, you know, go a little deeper on it. But, you know, lore, the lore for us is everything. You, you said that we're, we're storytellers. We, we are. Um, you know, this, this group of, of individuals we have working on this project, at least on, on, on the creative side, um, you know, they are, all of us are, are, are fiction writers and in some right, you know, uh, myself, I'm, I've obviously, I've written, I've written a fair amount in the past. I've written comedy. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've done a lot of that. Um, Ryan, as you saw, is is incredible. Hire, you know, all all these all these people that we have. We just we just added Kim Hamilton to that group. 
Um, she's an illustrious writing career uh, as well. You know, so I think like the way we start building a brand or something that you guys that will that will really relay and resonate with you guys is, is is that. So, and it's not just writing the stories. It's not just like when we when I say lore is in everything. It's it's not the story per se. It's what's behind that story. It's you know whenever you guys see something. You know, even if it's in an image, there's there's a story behind that. Whenever you guys see a piece of key art, there's a story behind that. Whenever you guys see, you know, any aspect of of the leaks that we drop, there, there's a story behind that. And 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 the value in that is that it 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 carries a little bit more weight. Um, there's a little bit more meaning behind everything. You know, and I think like when you're trying to brand build, really, that's that's what you have to do. You know, there, there's there's I think there's projects that can achieve that just with the very bare minimum, right? But again, this market is evolving quickly, you know, and, and there's gonna be 10 million PFP projects, you know, by the end of next year. Like if you guys think there's a lot now, there's gonna be 10 million more by the end of next year, you know, and, and uh, you know, to separate ourselves from that, we're, we're always gonna kind of dive back into what our strengths are and storytelling is one of those things. I think the way that that so that's that always always the seed of 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 the creative uh, process for us. I think beyond that, like how we interface with the rest of the groups. You mentioned zero, and zero kind of runs you know a little bit of the business unit you know behind the game and how the game is going to successfully achieve uh, its goals as a product and 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 stand up as a product. Um, and that is always a fun interaction, right? Because it's it's the what I call the intersection of art and science, right? He brings a lot of that science to the table, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how, does this functionally make sense from a utility standpoint? Does it mathematically make sense? Is this going to be something that you guys, you, you, that we can viably accomplish without upsetting the balance, you know, of, of the game and the universe that we're trying to create? Yeah. Um, I see, I see equations around Zero Cool's head when he's talking, like that meme with that lady, just equations and things floating around everywhere, right? Did, yeah. Is that what he looks like in real life? Is the equations floating around his head? You guys have no idea. It's not, <laughs> it, it, uh, if the equations are in his head, then he shows them to all us, and we're like, look, dude, we, don't, we, we, we believe you. you know, we, we basically just said, you know, and I mean, you, you guys probably have, can assume this, but, or have heard this, you know, like there's, there's a help, right? There's a, and there has to be on a project like this at that intersection of art and science, there has to be that healthy tension, you know, like, yeah. you know, zero is going to tell us, no, we can't do that. And then I'll do it anyway. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, yeah, and, you know, and then we push back, we say, look, no, that, you know, like we, we need to have this. And then he goes back and I said, you know, go back and, you know, do another equation, dude. Right. And like, you know, uh, you know, and and then he'll figure out how to make it make it work for the benefit of of what we're trying to do, and then, and then vice versa, right? He'll 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 say, hey, look, you know, uh, we need this for the game, you know, we we need something like this, um, you know, let let's just say uh, I'll throw it out there, right? Like, we need something to protect uh, the cap of the economy, you know, basically a, a, a player's escalation in power. We need something to protect, and we need it to be, you know, X, Y, Z. Here's, he gives us parameters, right? Um, and then we will basically come back and say, okay, cool. This is, what, this is what our idea is. You know, does this, 
is this work, right? It's a, it's a, it's a weapon system, right? That's going to be built from the bones and the essence uh, of your, uh, you know, fallen champions, right? Uh, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then there's a collaboration that happens there. And then ultimately that gets cut into a plan. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit of how, of how it works. And, you know, there's, there's days where it's clicking and everything is perfect. And then there's days where it's, you know, like a little bit more difficult. Right. But that's, that's the story of game development. And Johnny, I, I just had a question on, you know, kind of that lore and art and the world building, right? Like you, you all are creating this very rich world, both graphically and through the narrative. Um, but you're largely credited as like the godfather of Messina, right? Like this, from what, from what we've heard, like this is your idea. You, you know, kind of initiated this. So um, what was that process like? How did you come up with this? You know, we've got some, some dragons, some undead people, um, you know, fighters. We've got this human emperor who has these mysterious powers. Like, how did you come up with this? <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, you know, my head is going back to one of the first questions that you guys asked me is like, you know, like, what do I bring with me? Like I, I bring with me like 40 years of, <laughs> of influences, um, you know, that, that really land at center for me. And, uh, you know, this, this, this probably dovetails in a little bit more something else, which is, you know, when I, when I first kind of was, a, right. I mean, I'm the head of design for one of, one of the largest, free-to-play development and publishing companies in the in the Western world. We've been very successful. We've been very fortunate. You know, why why the fuck did we jump into NFTs and crypto, right? And I think, uh, you know, a little bit of what you're asking me kind of starts there, which is, you know, you, you see this, you see some of this, these interest patterns start to shift, right? And I've always been a collector, and you start hearing about crypto and you start really hearing about NFTs like heavily in the last couple of years. It's, it's been around for, you know, for whatever, five, six, seven years at this point, maybe even more. But really, really started to become a presence in the last year or two. You know, and NFTs in particular, you know, my, my initial reaction to it was, was probably like a lot of people, you know. And I'm going to be honest, completely honest, right? It was kind of like, like what, the, what is this bullshit? Like, not... <laughs> Yeah, you know now now these motherfuckers want me to start collecting, you know, digital bullshit. You know, like what is this? You know, and I think yeah, that's like we can all be honest. Like maybe maybe some of you are a little bit more, you know, don't have a bias like that. But I, I, I'm fine saying that I did. You know, I and 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 believe me, you're talking to somebody who's got racks and racks of comic books and 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 baseball cards and a bunch of other shit that my you know that that is filling up my house that I'm never going to do anything with except. Um, you know, uh, be be satisfied the fact that I ha that I own it, that it's mine, that I can give it to my kids and pass it on. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's my responsibility as as the head of design and somebody who proclaims that he's you know wants to be innovative and and, and push the envelope. Like when something like that presents itself to me, the the difference is is when I have a reaction like that. You know. I actually force myself or I, or I steal myself to kind of look, look at it from another perspective and, and, and understand it. Like, it, again, this is, as a kid, like, it sucks. It's great. Well, well, why? You know, like, some people are interested in this. This is, this is clearly something. Why? You know, I've had to do this multiple times in my career. Uh, and I think, you know, it was that initial kind of, like, challenge 
that started to get me to really think about this uh, and think about it also for as an opportunity for Jam City. I think, you know, ultimately, too, you know, our, our founders and our, our, our C-level executives, they had an interest here. You know, uh, Aver Whitcomb, who's, who's the CTO, you know, he's, he's been very heavily uh, in the tech space and looking into crypto for a while now. Josh and Chris, our, our, our other two founders, definitely wanted to, wanted to think about crypto. So it started there for me as, as, as I needed to figure out this, this challenge, like the, the answer to this challenge, like what, why are people into this? And I, I needed, I, Ice Toad loves this story. Like, uh, I was thinking about it and researching and researching, and I learned as much as I could. And I kind of needed a break uh, from all that research. And it was late at, at night at this point, um, and my family had gone to, gone to sleep. So to, to relax, violence relaxes me. This is the, this is the line that, that Ice Toad loved. Vi- violence relaxes me. So I, I put on you know, one of my favorite films, which was 300. And I watched that, and I watched that for a good hour, and it, it kind of, like some weird light went off in my head, and I was like, man, look at these, look at these dudes, like these 300 Spartans. I was like, if there were collectible cards, if there was collectible assets of like the Greek war- world, these like 300 Spartans, they would be like the hologram cards of like the set, right? Like they would be like the most valuable you know, and, and, and why was that? Like, because they were fighting for something, they were putting something on the line, there was something at risk. And that really had like a close dynamic to the collectible nature of these things. Like the, the investment risk that you guys throw down when you, when you purchase one of these things, the belief that system that you put into it. Um, so I should have went to sleep right there, but I didn't. I, I put on my, another favorite film, a longer film, Gladiator. Yeah. And by, the, and by the way, I don't I don't have to watch these films, guys. I, I know all of them cover to cover, right? <laughs> Mad Max, Thunderdome, Conan the Barbarian. Oh yeah. Every single thing that you guys see influenced in this in this product um is 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 like at the heart of who I am, um, you know, and the things that I'm interested in. And I and I and there it was, the light bulb went off for me and I said, like, you know, what makes something really truly collectible that isn't present in the space yet? You know, like, why, why would I buy something and feel really succinct that what I'm purchasing is going to be valuable someday? If, if everyone else just gets to keep theirs forever. Um, and again, the, the life that was being put on the line in these films, like the fight for glory, the fight to rise from, from, the, from, the, from the bottom to the top, that Rocky story, Right. Just like your collectibles, like the reason that you have an X-Men comic uh, that's in great condition and it's worth a lot more is, is because everybody's grandmother that wasn't yours threw theirs out 30, 40, 40 years ago when she was cleaning her garage, right? So it was in that burning mechanic, in that death mechanic, just like these gladiators that were going out and dying on the battlefield, that was the key for me. How can we make a game where you, know, you have these assets and they're collectible and they have a story behind them and they're, they're these living, breathing things. Well, you can't have a living, breathing thing that you believe in unless it has the chance to actually die, put its life on the line, right? And we built the concept around that spectacle, that concept of burning. Um, and again, you guys all have prime eternals. Those are eternal. They're never going to die, right? Because that is the aspiration of the game, Champion's Ascension. 
when the game actually begins, the aspiration for most players in the game is going to be ascend, is to take that pathway from the bottom to the top. Again, the Rocky story, the uh, Maximus story from Gladiator. How do I get to be just a lowly no-name whatever and ascend to godhood um, in the Colosseum? And that's really where the game began. I laid that concept down, um, sold it, you know, really internally, got people to believe in it, um, as is my, you know, reputation. And then I planted the seeds of creativity in all the rest of the team's mind. Um, and then quite frankly, you know, let them add to it. And it's been added to every day. And as we've added you guys in the community and put, put the primes in your hands, you guys have added even more ideas um, to that pot, um, to that original seed. And we're just growing a forest now. I mean, that's kind of how, how, how and where we're at. Nice. That's the story of the beginning of Champions Ascension. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, yeah, I think you, you spoke to a lot of our hearts when you were talking about Gladiator and 300 and Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd love, love to hear that. Um, I did, you know, kind of following up on that and with this shift to blockchain chain technology and Web3, um, in your NFT LA interview, or one of them, the one that I could find, you talked about how Jam City is having to do a hard shift from what you're used to, which is a more slow and I don't want to say stable because fast isn't always unstable, but this slower, um, more complete project sort of um, development pathway to Web3, which is more iterative, a little bit quicker, right? You do have people up, as you've said, up in your shit, you know, asking you what's going on, when, when, when. Um, how has that transition been, um, you know, for you as, as one of the higher ups in the company? Has that been a hard transition? Um, you know, what have been kind of the thoughts rolling around um, with that? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I mean, it, maybe for me personally, because I like to be in the mix, um, it, it's actually been really exciting. Like, you know, I, I think like, honestly, when there's a market shift and there's a, there's a significant change to anything about how you're going to do business, you know, a lot of people, whether it's business or life, right? A lot of, a gram, there's two types of people, right? <laughs> you might, you might, you might guys find this funny. Again, there's influence in everything we do, right? I, I often refer to the two types of people in the world as, as key masters and gatekeepers, right? Those happen to be two hmm. of our two of our types of champions, right? Yeah, I know them. Key, yeah, and, and and key masters, right? Exactly. They, you know, they 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 kind of are ready. They want to unlock every door. They want to keep moving forward. And gatekeepers kind of want to just keep everything like, hey, hold, hold the fort, right? Like, like just just like let's fucking. They're they're a little bit resistant to that to that change, and um, you know, the, again for me, I'm I'm I I fall more into the key master side of that. You know, um, where where I'm 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 trying to move forward and 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 take a little bit of what was there, the great learnings from 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 the past, and 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 put them forward, like right, and, and bring them forward. Um, for us as a company, you know, I think it, it, whenever you're starting in a new market, it's it's a lot different. Like we're coming from free to play, which is very much an evolved business model right now. It's a very very mature space. There's literally a million million games um that were developed in the last several years um you know the way that the business model works is very evolved there's no really 
there's, there hasn't been a lot of crazy movement, you know, in, in the last year or two. And really in the last six months, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it's very slow moving right now. Right. You know, there, there's, there's, there's just, there's just less. And that, and that's, and that's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's still going to be an amazing business model. It's still going to last forever. Just like the console business, just like the PC business, just like all these businesses, but all of these businesses eventually reach an apex where, you know, they, there's not a lot necessarily more for them to do in their current state. And then they, what has to happen? Well, they have to evolve. Um, you know, for us, Web3 is the natural evolution. Um, it, it presents a million challenges. I think, you know, one of the things that you're referencing specifically outside of the stuff I've already mentioned, one of the biggest challenges that I think you're going to see a lot of developers challenge be challenged with when they come into this space, specifically the ones that are coming from free-to-play um, and, and premium games as well, but specifically free-to-play. is like a lot of those developers, I think, are going to look at this and go, hey, guess what? Here's what you do. Here's how, you, here's how you make a successful game. You take a typical free-to-play economy, right, um, which is quote unquote a closed loop economy or a, or a or a closed network economy and you just shove nfts in it right and some tokens and you're all good and i think you know that <laughs> that certainly can work for for a little while um you know as you guys have seen with axie it, it worked pretty well at first but the big difference between this kind of economy or excuse me, I, I should say this type of a game and, and, and a free-to-play game is, in a free-to-play game, as I mentioned, it's a closed-loop economy. You guys cannot remove those assets from that game, right? So your time investment, your money that goes into to that game, whatever your favorite free-to-play game is, it's there, it's trapped there, it ain't coming out, okay? In Web3, as you guys have seen, especially in the last week where people are selling off every fucking thing they have, those assets are liquid. You know, so... It presents this really interesting challenge for to, to really land an economy. So, you know, as you guys see our white paper, you see multiple tokens in there. You see you see allusions to a lot of things that, that, that aren't even there yet. And the reality is, is that's because I think we have looked beyond that and we said, we can't make, this is not, we can't deliver a closed loop economy type system for a game like this. We need to consistently layer on new things new loops, new metas, new, 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 because that's the only way that you guys are going to, once you top out, so to speak, or you advance something to a certain point, where, where do you go? Well, you, you have two choices. You, you, can, you can not make good on your investment, or you can roll your investment into another project. We have a thesis of saying, like, no, we'd rather provide a new funnel, a new activity, a new thing in our game to roll your investment into that. Right, and then keep going, and keep going, and keep going. So then, well, go ahead. If you had another point, no, no, that, that, that's, that, that's I, the point. So that the way I'm thinking about it is, yeah. So you've been in gaming, uh, game development for 20 years, right? And it used to be you will complete the game and you'll set it out there, and the game is finished. And you know, we'll, we we played Super Mario Part One. We're waiting for Super Mario Part Two. So in something like this and Web Three and on the blockchain, you're saying the game will uh, constantly even after it's launched, will be even developed more, even while we're playing? Is that something you're, you're thinking 100%, of? 100%. So, yeah, I'll make this statement, and, I'll, and you know, if you take anything away from, from my long-winded response, 
this game will never stop being developed or iterated upon, right? It's a living universe. It's a, you know, it's like when you hear people refer to the metaverse, right? What, it, what the fuck does that actually mean? Well, to us, it means that it's a universe that will continue to evolve, right? It will continue to progress and evolve. It will shift and change. It will, it will, it will always stay true to what it is, but new things will be layered on top of it to allow it to continue to grow because growth is the only real way for anything to, to, to continue to, to stay relevant in this space. When you have guys have liquid assets that you could take and put and cash out essentially and put them somewhere else. Like what is the benefit for you guys to stay in the game and keep continue earning in our game, continue earning with us in champions ascension. Well, you got to have new stuff to engage with all the time. Um, and that's going to be the key to, to any of these projects that I think want to achieve success in the future. You know, you, you're already seeing this, you know, with some of the top projects, right? Like, you know, right now, again, you can look at a game like Axie and you can feel very confident when you see that, that, well, 95% of the player base there isn't really actively playing the game because they enjoy it. They're, they're playing it because it's a play to earn game. They're in a, in, in a way, they're just employing other people to play it for them, to, to mine their assets for them, right? that's all well and good until the next better opportunity comes along, right? For them. If, if they're not really enjoying their time there, they're just going to pull those assets and put them into the next better investment opportunity. That's how investments work. They're, they're kind of blind. And what, I, what I love about you guys and, and, and this community is that we are building a game. Like I've seen a lot of comments like that. Like, yeah, this is, this is a game. It's a brand. It's a universe that you're also going to be able to play and earn. So, you know, that's our goal is for you guys to have fun, to really get into this, to love it, to, to want to be a part of it uh, versus just looking at it as, you know, another way to, to make five bucks, right? It's all about um, the game, the game mechanics wow. and having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, we have a SketchUp. You mentioned you're a, a key master and uh, you like to expose some move forward expose some leaks and stuff so we have a sketch up and i was wondering if you wanted to talk about that yeah awesome awesome so so yeah guys i you know i, I kind of i, I kind of went i, I asked i asked Ice i said look i'm going on the prime minds these guys are amazing uh want to basically share with them and their audience a little bit of the alpha and i don't want to steal too much of his thunder because he he and the team have some an extension of this that will be coming this week. You guys will see on on Thursday, right? A little bit more of an uh, of the of the fuller um, side of this. But I wanted to kind of share this this with you guys right now. Is you know you you know we've alluded to it in the past. I've talked about it a little bit here. You know, yeah, we're we're building the combat module. Um, that is always going to be the center attraction in the universe of Messina. Um, it's going to be kind of that that central you know, nexus point for, for all the activities to kind of center around. But beyond that, you know, you guys saw this a little bit with, with, with the video that, that was leaked uh, the week prior to this one. Yeah, we're building a fully 3D immersive world. And we're building a, you know, call it what you will, you know, call it an MMO, call it a sandbox, call it a, call it whatever the fuck you want, right? Like, it, it is going to be a fully immersive 3D world where you're going to be able to take your characters around, walk, interact with people in a social environment, 
uh, do transactions, navigate through the world, um, uh, you know, uh, and that and that world, as I mentioned, will also always be building. So, so what we're working on right now, and this is going to be, um, you know, hopefully arriving sooner than later, um, maybe even sooner than some of you guys could imagine, is is, is and we refer to it uh, internally. But I like this, so I'll even throw it out externally. It's called a slice of Messina because uh, you guys are all in love with pizza. So this is our, our we, in the game in the gaming business we call vertical slice, right? That's kind of like you know that that one nice stood up, you know, part of the game that's like, hey, this is this is this will really give them a taste of what this is going to potentially be like. Uh, so we're building a slice of Messina right now, which is going to kind of be this this the, the first. Um, you know, uh, navigatable, um, immersed 3D part of the world. Um, and one of the buildings, one of the places that you're going to be able to kind of uh, explore and interact with and go into in that slice of Messina is going to be uh, the Sleeping Carcadon Tavern, which we've lovingly referred to in the lore many, many times. It's kind of, um, uh, you know, this place of, 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 of intrigue, of, of commerce, of, of, uh, of socialization, of mini games, um, you know, where, where, uh, you know, champions and, and, and at first primes are going to kind of be able to go and, and, and take a look at. So what you're looking at here is, is, is one of the first pencils, the concept art for this. Um, this is kind of the exterior, right, um, of that. Uh, place the sleeping carcanon and then you know we, we also have one other uh, image that we kind of uh, brought in to show you guys a little bit more internally of what's going on there a little bit more of an extended color concept um, this is all being built right now by a fantastically talented team um, you know I don't I won't go into too much of what you guys see in there I'll let you guys kind of speculate and do what you do but you know again this is going to be uh, this is going to be this is going to be one of those first locations that um, you know, players are going to be able to go and 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 and, and walk around in and interact in. Wow, Alpha Drop amazing. on the Prime Minds, yeah, and we have it right now showed on the YouTube. Um, that the, the pictures of this, of the building, the structures, it, the art is absolutely amazing. Um, oh, yeah, I just on that on that, I just want to call out like all of the fine details. Um, again, just to me, like that speaks to the grandeur and the level of world building that's going into this game right like the windows have personality right uh all the fine details in there so i i'm just i just want to call that out i think it's so cool i'm i'm stoked on this thank you for sharing johnny yeah, no no problem guys yeah this is uh this is exciting like i said you're gonna get a little bit more um you're gonna get a little bit more of this uh on on thursday i think yeah, the team is really hustling right now. They're they're crushing it. They're working really, really, really hard on this stuff, guys, to 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 put in that extra detail. You know, because it's one thing to lay concept art, and I think like concept art, you can always, you know, it, it, we have some fantastic people, right? Uh, some of the, some of the best there is. You know, and then to bring this into three D is is another, you know, it's, it's another endeavor in and of itself. Um, but again, that's that's you, get, you guys have seen a little bit of it uh, with, with with some of the stuff prior, and you're going to see a little bit more this week, and you'll continue to see this world evolve. I mean, that's that's one of the that's one of the biggest differences too. I think, like you know, like tr 
triple A get like people go like, well, it's triple A quality. It's like, there's, you know, this is not triple A yet. And I've seen some of those comments. It's like, yeah, absolutely. It's not triple A yet, but it, in many ways it is because we're letting you guys in because your partners in this project into the development process with us. Right. So you know, this is not, you know, your typical premium style development where we're going to go into a cave for, for seven years. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, half a, you know, qu qu quarter of a billion dollars later, come out with a fully fucking, you know, polished, perfect thing right out of the gate. Like we're going to kind of get it to you guys. As soon as it's available, we're going to make you guys part of the process. We're going to take you guys along for that adventure because again, this is one of the interesting evolutions of this new style of game development. You know, I think it's, it's, it, it's a, it's an affordance that you guys are given based on your investment and your interest and, and being partners in the development. Because again, when you guys see this stuff, you know, we're really listening to what you have to say, right? Yeah. You, you, you know, you, you guys can tell, you guys can feel free to tell us like, Hey, you know, this, this is cool, but this would be better. Or this is terrible. You know, like these are the kinds of things that we want to hear because, you know, quite frankly, in the old way of doing things, you kind of just had to roll the dice or use data or doing us. You guys are our data right now. You guys are our, our, our mechanism, you know, to validate what we're doing together. Um, you know, so don't be afraid to speak up and, and tell us, guys, this is fucking great. More of this. This is amazing. Or, or look, this is, you know, this is not, this is not what I was hoping for. Like th these are the kind, this is the feedback that we, we really appreciate. Wow. and want to hear real-time feedback right like uh, some real-time focus group and that's you know even when we started this podcast we thought we, we kind of thought, thought that would come in handy thought that would be a tool that the developers can use just really speak in their mind and yeah we love doing it so here and then you know we're always in a discord so we will we will uh, lift up some of the uh concerns or questions that folks have in the discord you know other other prime eternal holders um, speaking of that, the Sprite Remix is watching on YouTube. He's watching live, and he has a question about the um, you know the way we're explaining the game is that it's it's a uh, a process that's iterative, always getting better, um, always moving forward, expanding, uh, making new and interesting things. But of course, in order to accomplish that, um, Jam City has to have you know a, a stake in that too, as as a company, for profit company, right? Uh, Jam City has to pay the bills. Uh, we understand that, you know, uh, the players will earn through staking, uh, accumulating, accumulating Vecina essence, uh, the different tokens, forging items, participating in the in-game economy. Um, where does where's Jam's cities end in that? Uh, where does their, um, you know, you as a company uh, on Jam City's behalf, how do you all keep that going for yourselves and, and keep this thing going? Yeah, absolutely. So, um you know, there's multiple, I think there's multiple <laughs> revenue streams that, um, you know, we're, 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 we're putting together. I think some of the most basic ones you guys are probably already aware of in the sense that, you know, when you guys, you know, complete, you know, a sale or a transaction, whether it be, you know, one, one of the assets themselves or, 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 or even one of the tokens or, or any of those kinds of things, you know, there, there's, you know, some some of that you know kind of makes its way transactionally to to Jam City, and I think that's I'm totally fine saying that um, because that's how a lot of these projects are working. I think though beyond that, you know, we we have much bigger 
plans for this, right? It's like that's the basics. Like that's the the stand up. That's that's like the stand up um, kind of revenue uh, that 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 we hope to to uh, make um, and reinvest, of course, back into the project and building more and building further. Yeah. But again, you know, I've mentioned that we're trying to build a brand. So you guys see some of the lore and some of the things we're doing. The, the reason we're putting so much effort into that and trying to really make that appealing to you guys is that we feel that, you know, based on, you know, where we're going with some of this, there's other ways to, to skin a cat here, right? There's, there's, there's other revenue streams that are non-traditional to, to free-to-play gaming or even, or even premium-style gaming that maybe not even gaming, right? Um, you know, where, you know, these, these characters, these stories, they can extend themselves in different ways to different types of products, to different types of things. You guys, of course, as holders have, you know, some stake in that as well. Um, right. Uh, and that, that's all, that's all I'll say, you know, right now, but you know, the, the idea is like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I think you guys are awesome. I, I think all, you know, but it, it, it's another thing, like if I'm going to, I just spent, <laughs> you know, five, six, seven days writing a, a pretty epic conclusion to, to a storyline I've been working on. Like, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, we just want that to kind of end up on, on the pages of a Medium article only, right? You know, the idea there is to continue to, you know, look into the appropriate partnerships that are going to make Champions Ascension kind of build out further from, from, from its original seed um, into different types of, uh, experiences uh, across the board. Awesome. I, uh, of course, right? If you're building out the story and the lore, a lot of the IP moving forward, and and you just said it, it's, that's in the holder's interest as well because we have the NFTs that the story and the lore is based around. And so, yeah, that's that sounds amazing to me. And of course, the basic way, it's, you know, taking some of the revenue or, or kind of the tolls in, in the game itself, right? Just to be able to put back into the game and, and keep it going. But yeah, the IP, the story, the lore and, and finding different revenue streams off of that. That's, I think that's great for everybody. Um, yeah. Sounds amazing. And I like the idea um, that you're adding to the game as you go on, because I don't know if uh, you play call of duty a lot. They, they have really done a good job at doing something like that. You know, they've war zone and uh, specific where they have like, different events like right now they have like a king kong versus godzilla thing going on and that's super fun um do you guys are you guys planning to do stuff like that like i know we've had like the rebel event um and maybe actually creating that rebel event inside the game yeah so so man what a great question sorry this is gonna be another semi-complex answer because it's really it's really three things right it's it's at least from what we can see it's three things um you know, so what you're what you're talking about is live events, and live events are 100% the bread and butter of live what we call live operations. It's a way to keep the game feeling alive, right? Call of Duty does this, Fortnite does this, all of our free-to-play titles do this in some capacity, where you know, yeah, we're gonna drop something that's very topical, very of the moment, very time-sensitive that's happening right now, and there's gonna be some special rules that apply to it, and it's gonna evolve the story in some way. But it's going to be, you know, very, very timely. I think, you know, 100% that is something that once the game goes live, we will be regularly doing. I think we will also be adding, quote unquote, modules to the core project, though. 
And that's something you don't necessarily see in premium game development or even live title development, or you see it very infrequently, where it's not really a live event, but like, boom, there's another whole section of the world, right? Boom, there's another whole, um, uh, you know, part to, to participate in. Like, you typically refer to these in, in premium development as expansion packs, right? Like, hey, we're going to, like, that's not an expansion pack for us. That's, like, literally, like, an update <laughs> to the game. That's how we're going to look at it. Um, so I think we're going to be doing both of those things. I think what makes it really exciting uh, in Web3, though, and how we're going to web 3 afi if that's a word, that <laughs> our development for this type of stuff, that, again, you guys are going to be a part of that, and we're going to try to find really unique and creative ways to incorporate that. So when we have the game itself, you know, of course, yeah, a lot of those live events are going to dictate certain things, right? Like, as an example, uh, yeah, uh, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla. We have Titans in, in the world of Messina, right? Like, maybe, maybe the Titans appear, and maybe some of you decide to align yourselves with a certain Titan versus another Titan. Uh, and, and depending on who the winner of that, that battle of Titans is, you know, that may have ramifications on the world. Um, for a long period of time, right? It may it may redefine you know what what a, a part of the map looks like to a certain degree, um, you know, and, and that's going to be based on your actions in the game as a community and as individuals. I think until we get there, you know, we ha and, I'm, and I'll put a little plug in for this ARG really unique event that we have coming up here with uh, with with Captain Chris and, uh, and 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 writer Ryan and a lot of the rest of the writing staff has contributed to this. You know, you guys are going to be able to play an ARG right now, um, which is going to be a little bit more of a tabletop, over-the-air, over interactive um, Dungeons & Dragons-style campaign, uh, in which, you know, your adventure and your decision-making along that adventure as a community is going to have the decisions that you guys make are going to have ramifications on some of the storyline, you know, that we're actually going to evolve in the game. Um, and this is going to have an impact on where some of the characters in the stories that you guys have read, like where they fall uh, in that story, right? Um, and in the experience that's going to be coming for, for the larger product. That's unique. I mean, that to me is exciting as shit. I've never seen anything like that uh, done. That's full interactive development. Um, as far as I know, you know, nobody else is necessarily looking at it like that way. So I think it's really unique to this project. Something I'm very proud of as, as the head of design for the company. Um, you guys get to be designers with us. You guys get to be players and designers, you know, with us in this. And that's that's pretty fucking cool. That is, that's that's very web3. That is awesome. Yeah. I think um so you mentioned a little bit of the game development and in the game, in the game itself. Um and you gave us a lot of alpha right now. And this doesn't have to be set in stone, but we know that the arena is going to be a main draw, one of the main things that that we can do in the game, the fighting um PvP in the arena. Uh, what other type of game modes are you all discussing that you might have in mind that we might be able to play coming up in the future? <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> it could be high-level stuff, Johnny. You don't even have to be too specific. What are yeah, the examples so, like? So, so you, you guys might imagine, like, again, I've, I've, I've referenced the group of individuals we have. They're super creative people. They're, their experience in in gaming uh, spans the gamut. Um, we've met 
between all of us, we made every <laughs> we've made a lot of different types yeah. of stuff, guys. <laughs> like, um, so you know what we we have we have I'm fine talking about this. Like, we have what I would call kind of our our brainstorm sheet, right? For for game modules and different types of experiences, and you know these are really short kind of burst ideas. Uh, you know, it is, it's filled, guys. It's like, it's filled and filled and filled. You know, we've had meetings and meetings and meetings now about how to prioritize this list, really. Um, yeah. Because there's so many good things on there and there's so many things we want to do right now that, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for us to pick. So, you know, one of the ways we actually, one of the things that actually assists us a little bit as I've mentioned many times, we're listening to you guys. So when we see little suggestions or we see, you know, surveys go out uh, to this community and we see you guys go like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool, a card game, you know, or in the tavern or a dice game. Okay, cool. You know, or or I put out, I put in the lore, the lore story, right? Um, you know, an idea about, I don't know, you know, more of a Fall Guys style, you know, mixed with a little Mortal Kombat, of course, Death Race. Um, you know, to the finish line with champions. That's a Coliseum event. Like, you know, when we're, when we're throwing that stuff out there, yeah, those are ideas that we have, but we're kind of teasing them and putting, you got, putting them in front of you guys in a way. Uh, and, you know, your feedback, as I've said multiple times, really helps us prioritize that massive list. So, you know, the larger answer to your question, what do you guys want to play? What do you guys want to play? Everything. Right? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's 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 kind of how we look at it. We'll we'll find a way to make it work. We'll find a way to make your assets valuable in the experience. We'll find a way for it to be incentivized to drive back to the center economy. I mean, obviously, we don't want to break our focus too much, right? The battle is crucial. Having that core experience, it's going to be very visually pleasing. It's going to be very shareable. The battle sections, right? And anytime you see a fighting game, and one of the things that's that's really interesting for me. I'm a fighting game fan. I've been playing fighting games my whole life. Um, and probably, you know, Mortal Kombat is a massive, massive in inspiration for me um, in, in almost all of everything. Um, uh, I love that brand. Uh, I always have. And one of the things that's very special about that brand is, you know, like it's just highly marketable. It's so visual. Like when you when you see two guys or two characters just pounding on each other in, in a way that it, it, it's it's like, you don't need to explain that to any audience. Like, there's a gaming audience, there's a crypto audience, there's the general population audience. Like a fight reads, right? And, you know, we, we really are focusing heavily on that um, right now from a gameplay standpoint. But yeah, it's, it's easy to get distracted with this crew, man. Every, you guys have heard it all. Fishing, um, uh, card games, nice. dice games, tavern games. Um, Someone you know, put boat racing. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely going to be uh, uh, no shortage of, of opportunities with the way that we're packaging lore. I mean, a lot, a lot of the value that we get from the lore also is some of the spark of inspiration behind this stuff. Um, you know, honestly, like little things like, uh, you know, hardcore crabs or something like that like that's something that i wrote you know at 4 a.m in the middle of the night you know penning one of the first stories i did and you guys responded to it and thought oh this is cool right and then all of a sudden we developed a, an actual fucking character for it 
and you know there'll be a mini game and a, it'll be a pet and it'll be, we'll have a mini game for it right like that's that's the other kind of thing we get with with the, with the lore is we 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 seed a little bit of that interesting stuff see what resonates and then we come up with a more fully featured plan for it um this is all mm-hmm. the fun of this style John, you gave us a lot of great stuff. And I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to this a few times over. Um, one more thing, man. If, if one thing that got to me, and I, I think I talk about this every week, but really excited about this game. I think you and I are from the same generation. You know, I'm, I'm on the cusp of millennial Gen X. And I remember SimCity coming out and, and, and doing the land thing, developing the land. Is there uh, anything you can talk about in terms of land, how that gameplay will go, uh, the cool things that you all talk about, um, what your vision is for the, the players as it has to do with the land part of the game? Yeah, yes. Um, you, know, so I, you know, without giving too much away, because again, this is a lot of this really comes into, into Zero Cool's part of the business, and he will give us like the parameters what's going to make sense for you guys right as investors and then we will put an interesting creative palette on top of it or 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 or, or piece of work on top of it um but what i can tell you is again this is a web3 project right so you know if you've played mmos in the past um you know some of the really fun dynamics there are at least some of the better games right they they allow players to own a piece of of, of that world um and develop you know, a little bit of, uh, of an enterprise, so to speak on that, on their, their imprint in, in the world, if you will. And you guys are going to be able to do that in the Coliseum with your champions. Right. And I think that's going to really, um, speak to a certain percentage of the population that's going to play this game, you know, and that's going to be enough for them. They're going to want to go in there and, and just be the bet and kill everybody and, you know, and do all that. And then I think there's going to be this whole other aspect to it, um, players that really want to facilitate, you know, and, and grow an empire in the game or an enterprise uh, as an investment, uh, both from an investment side and a fantasy, you know, standpoint, I'm building out the metaverse, if you will. So, you know, if you look at some of the things that we've alluded to in the lore, right, there's this place called the Ministry of Bone. There's obviously a, a bustling marketplace um, in Messina, there's all of these different types of, um, you know, ecosystems that we're kind of alluding to. And the idea with land really is, is for it to be a piece of the world that a player can essentially own and they can customize and they can also build, um, uh, let's just say competitive enterprise there, um, you know, and they can specialize or they can do a more of a measured approach. But ultimately, the idea there is is for players that aren't, you know, whether you're interested in the battle or not, um, for people that want to really more have a namesake of a mercantile approach, um, that want to be known as craftsmen, that want to be known as, um, you know, great businessmen, um, you know, there's going to be really this larger aspect of the game for you where, yeah, you know, you can really spend your whole day figuring out what the best breed, you know, way to breed is to, to produce the best type of a champion, or you can find the best way, um, you know, and specialize in how to produce the best type of, uh, you know, swords or the best type of, um, you know, armor or whatever. And I think that's, what's going to, uh, really get certain types of players excited. And of course it's going to also open up new, as I mentioned before, 
new places to put your money and your investment and grow your portfolio in the game. That's what I'm there for. Wow. Build an empire. <laughs> yep. Prime Minds Empire. I think we're going to get together and find a little uh, neighborhood. Maybe so, we can get a, a Prime Minds podcast booth in the arena, you know, broadcasting. Well, that's right. <laughs> yup. Johnny, they, you gave us so a lot. Go ahead. So, so wait a second, King. But, but I, I couldn't hear who that. I think it was by the dip. Somebody just said yeah. Prime Minds podcast. I, I don't want I, – I've been on a while, but, again, you guys are amazing. And the reason I'm spending so much time with you guys is, A, you're awesome, but, B, like – that is the exact sentiment that I think you guys and everybody else who listens in here and everybody who wants to be uh, a part of this should, should take away from it is that this is, you know, you, you as investors, you as holders, I think everybody's just waiting for us maybe to just pop and put out this or put out that and then all of a sudden the price is going to go up. Yeah, I think like for those of you that love it, I think I think those are fly by night kind of people. But for those of you that love it, that are really into it, that want to see this be, you guys are already doing this. And innovation um, that you guys bring to the table to put this brand out there to build business, to build enterprise around it. And you see this happening with like some of the board ape stuff, and you know, holders really using those assets in a unique way to kind of facilitate their own you know advancement, but also the projects. I cannot understate like how valuable it is. That is that special sauce that I talked about in the beginning of the call that makes this, um, you know, a really interesting prospect for, for me as a developer, but also as a participant. Um, the kind of thing that you just mentioned is exactly the kind of stuff that we would love to help facilitate and continue to grow upon. So it's up to you guys, like bring, bring your ideas, bring your amazing uh, innovation, bring your entrepreneurship into this universe, however you guys think about it, we're willing to listen. We want to listen. We're excited to partner with you on it. Man, this is fantastic. Johnny, as we round this out, man, uh, you know, we see that, you know, the prime minds, we, we look into uh, folks that are coming out, of course. We see that you spent a little bit of time in Florida. And also we know uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson from Florida too. Is Did you have a, a meeting or run in with him you can share with us? Yeah, man. I'm, <laughs> so... So I went to the University of Miami. Uh, so, so did uh, so did the Rock. The Rock, I have to tell you guys, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of a joke on there where, where I, I took a punch from him, but um, he, he seems like a great guy. I can't picture the he, Rock doing that, right? What's what is he this? Is, yeah, he is. Uh, it, it's all tongue in cheek. He is absolutely one of the nicest guys in the world in person. I really mean that. Like he's a, a genuine. He's a super nice guy. Um, he is a he is a massive hulking badass i'd love to get him in champions one day uh he is he is um a perfect example of uh of of uh, of the inspiration that goes into our, our 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 gladiatorial mindset uh into this game but uh yeah i've met i've i've obviously met him and i've, I've been fortunate i've actually met a bunch of of, of wrestlers uh and wwf and wwe of, of old is, is also a big inspiration for me in, in the way we think about this and Again, I mentioned her name before, but Kim Hamilton, who used to write for the WWE, has joined our writing team um, to help us bring that drama um, as well as we build those fight cards up. And, you know, we're really trying to do something special with all that uh, going forward. Right. And then also, one thing that we just can't stop thinking about, Prime Minds, probably a lot of people, what, what's with this cake, that Zero Cool guy? We might need to get Zero Cool in on here. Who sent him a cake? What flavor was it? Did you send, send him a cake? What, what's that about? 
I didn't, I didn't send him a cake. Maybe I throw a cake. <laughs> maybe I throw a cake at him. But no, uh, no, he. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, how come nobody sent me a fucking cake? How about that? Like that's. What I'm, I'm gonna ask back. I was instantly hungry. I'm like, damn, I want some cake right now too. Zero, what's going on here? No, man. Um, look, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you, I, I thank you. The prime minds thank you for creating what we think is is the perfect game, the perfect idea. Uh, I had a lot of the same inspirations growing up, and I was thinking if there was a game on Web three, it would look exactly like this. And then I seen Champions Ascension, and I was just so excited, and I still am. Um, prime minds, got anything else? I just honestly think this is you guys are the first blue chip, honestly, blue chip NFT company. Um, no one knows how to scale like you guys. I, I understand we have axes and we have these other projects that have hype behind it. But a lot of the thing that brought me to you guys the most is you guys know how to scale and you guys know how to scale big. You've made games for Disney. And I know Disney just doesn't let anybody make a game. I'm pretty sure you had guys had to go through a, a rigorous, a rigorous process to do that. So um, for me, my standpoint, I'm a value investor and I just see so much value in this company. Me too. Vita, one last word. What do you want to tell the Johnny? Yeah, this is Vita. Um, I, I'm just taking it in, man. This has been a, an awesome conversation. Um, lots of passion floating around everywhere. So uh, I really just appreciate the time um, with us, Johnny. Um, yeah, just looking forward to this iterative process of the champion's world. Right. Gonzaga, got anything while, while we go? Yeah, I, I saw uh, the Ice Toad comment, the cake is a lie. <laughs> I, I know where that's yeah. from. <laughs> but uh, what is that, that? It's from Minecraft. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, I get bombarded on Twitter by, uh, you know, all kinds of NFT projects and, you know, approached on LinkedIn with new NFT projects. They want a Unity developer to come help them make their thing. And all I'm saying is my eyes are only on Champions Ascension. I just ignore everything else and I'm in it to win. So only got eyes for you. Johnny, last word, man. Uh, you know, you got the floor. What do you want to tell to the community? No, I just I really wanna first thank you guys for, for letting me come on and and and, uh, and 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 also wanna let the community know too before I address them, like hey, these prime minds, man, they're one of the most fun things for me when I listen in is uh, you know, they, they love to speculate, uh, and, yep. and I happen to, I happen to be the guy, one of the guys that knows if their speculation is on, on, on point or off the mark. Um, and I can tell, I can tell the community, their speculation is, is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty close to, pretty close to target. So you guys, you know, anybody out there who kind of wants to speculate in, 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 in a wave pattern in the right capacity should, should, should continue to listen in here. But, uh, yeah, at, at large, beyond that, you know, again, it's going to be a great summer for us, guys. We're going to continue to build. We're going to continue to share. You know, we, we, we are really, really going to do everything we can um, to, to, get, to get this game, even in pieces, to you as soon as possible. And, and we see that, again, as a benefit, not a detriment. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback. We can adapt. We can continue to grow it over time. 
but we can only do that, um, you know, if you guys uh, give it, give us that opportunity and, and, and tell us what you like and what you don't like as, as it comes in. And, um, you know, again, as, as partners in that, uh, that's, that's something that we, 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 we really want to see from you guys. So, again, thank you guys for come, having me come on. It's awesome to talk with you guys. Awesome to, to interact with you in the Discord. And I can't wait to share more with you guys uh, as the months go on. Johnny, please come on again. Um, you know, we do this every Saturday. So so thanks for the plug, man. Yeah, we, everyone listening, we're going to be on here every Saturday. We're going to bring some devs on, or we're just going to talk some shit amongst ourselves. Either way, it's it's worth tuning in. Johnny, appreciate you for coming on. Um, and with that, we're wrapping this, which is the eighth show. Uh, we'll see you for number nine next Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. And as you all know, prime minds think alike. Peace.